0: On today's episode, we discuss the NFL Players Association action in the wake of the concussion injury to Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, the real reason for the suspension of Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka, plus we've got NFL Week 4 and much, much more. It's time to Sideline the Agenda. Oh, welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. And we'd like to welcome you to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically. Nothing is out of bounds. And every subject is fair game. Well, coming up, the NFL PA saves the day. Judge can't boast on the anniversary of Roger Maris' ghost, and we recap NFL Week 4. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to Sideline the Agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Gentlemen, how are we today? Big uh, NFL... We Sunday, fun day yesterday, a lot of upsets, a lot of uh, surprises. We're going to get to all of that, of course. Um, But first and foremost, at the top of the show, we'd like to uh, address that the NFL Players Association, well, they have taken action in the wake of the vicious hit uh, by uh, or of Tua Tagovailoa uh, during that game against um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, well, everybody saw Tua on the ground. He he was, he was doing what they refer to as fencing. His fingers were rigidly pointing to the air. He obviously had a, a head trauma, uh, suffered during that, that hit during that game. And of course they had that injury prior in Buffalo and everybody was completely, uh, you know, uh, Upset with what they saw and, and they knew that action needed to be taken. And so, so calm your minds, everybody action has been taken by the NFL players association. They, they have fired the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who evaluated Miami dolphins quarterback to a Vailoa after he stumbled off the field against the game against Buffalo. They fired yeah. that unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant and uh, there are three unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants at each game. And they are jointly paid by the league and the players union to work with uh, team physicians to diagnose concussions. And the NFLPA, NFLPA is exercising its right to terminate the uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant directly involved in the decision to clear to a who sustained a concussion following a frightening hit just four days after, later at the Cincinnati Thursday night football game. I misspoke earlier. I said against Philadelphia. It was uh, a Cincinnati, yeah. the Bengals. Um, so uh, what do you think? Is this mostly just theater? Is this the NFLPA just saying, like I said, coming in to save the day and just saying, hey, look at us. We've got our scapegoat. We're going to throw. We're going to cast all our sins just like the old Jewish tradition of a scapegoat. We're going to cast all (laughs) our sins on this one individual. We will uh, make sacrifice of some, this said individual. And alas, all our problems will have been solved. Yay. Look at us. How great we are. We have taken action. And now no worries ever need to cross anybody's mind. Yeah. It's pretty much exactly what happened.
1: This is, this is dumb. This is, them just taking action just to take action just so they can claim like, hey, we did something. Hey, everyone, look at the headline. Don't read the article. Just look at the headline. We fired the guy. We got him. We got him. We fixed it. We solved it. Mission accomplished. And then you actually read some of the news about it, some some of the reporting on it, and it's the guy or who knows it's a guy or a girl, but the person that evaluated him during the Buffalo game didn't have anything to do with leading up to the, the game with the Bengals because multiple people cleared him for that one. But it was from the Buffalo game, and then it's really funny on this one article from looks uh, like NBC News. If you just look at the last sentence, it says the consultant wasn't the only official involved in clearing Tagovailoa to play. It's like so, so then what was the point? Right. You got multiple people involved that cleared him, but you want to pick on this one person that conveniently is not affiliated with the NFL, so doesn't uh you know affect anyone involved in the league or anyone from a, involved from with a political the team. standpoint. Yeah, they're just going to just find someone, punish them just so that we can take action because we all live in this world where everything's just knee jerk outrage mob. We got to you know go on Twitter and just be mad about something. Uh but yeah, no one was uh, in trouble from the the Dolphins or the NFL that cleared him to go out against the Bills. It's just this one person that cleared him against, or excuse me, against the Bengals. Just this one person that cleared him uh, against the Bills. The previous game, it's just, just making action, just to make action, and it's not really going to
0: have any effect on anything going forward. And like you said this person probably has the least amount of connections. Yeah. You know, uh uh there's the least amount of politics involved and so it's probably very convenient for the NFLPA to get rid of this uh consultant. Um their 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 contract was probably going to be up anyways. You know what I'm saying yeah, like probably a situation like that. And the other aspect of this too is that the 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 the, the theater of this is exactly that. It's it's them putting on a show, you know, a virtue signal of, look at what we did in the wake of this awful visual. It was an awful visual. I think everybody can agree with that. I don't think anybody watched that moment during that game against the Cincinnati Bengals where Tua was, was body slammed to the ground, head snaps back, and then all of a sudden he goes rigid, right? Like we've yep. all seen these kind of hits in football, in boxing, in all of these various sports. They it's they are 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 it's it's disheartening to see it 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 affects you I, I like I almost kind of didn't want to continue watching the game because I it just felt I don't know part of me felt dirty watching the rest of the game <laughs> you know because uh, uh, somebody was was legitimately injured that said as we talked about previously this is all part of the game this is what they've all collectively signed up for and then in the wake of this terrible visual everybody wants action they didn't want it in uh, against the after in the 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 game against buffalo they 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 there whispers of it but nobody really put their foot down but but since it was a perfect storm of um a a visual during the buffalo game where he stumbled again the story was it was a lower back issue but we kind of assumed or maybe uh, uh, were imaginative in coming to the conclusion that this looked like it was also head trauma. And so then in the wake of that, him getting injured, legitimately concussed, then we go, whoa, you know, what's the deal? As we talked about before, if two or four touchdowns and won that game, like nobody would be talking about what happened in Buffalo. So opposed to the NFL or the NFLPA, Circling the wagon, so to speak, doing a a, a a in-depth investigation, coming to the conclusion that this was just, you know, uh, a, a, a the perfect storm. Like it just was coincidence that these two elements happened, you know, bookended each other in the in in less than a week. The visual, yes, was terrible, but our protocols are strong. Our our consultants, we have. We have a process. This is actually the first I've heard of these three unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants. Right. You know, they could have educated the public that we have our protocols. We have we have this set up. And even though it was visually traumatic, the, the, there are safeguards here. It, the system is working. I know you don't think it is because of what you saw, but – You know, the, the back injury was legitimately a back injury. Our, you know, we learned this through our consultants, the physicians that are part of the Miami dolphins team. It's working. You know what I'm saying? This just was bad luck for a lack of better term. And they stood by what they had, uh, the, the processes that they have at hand, they didn't do that. They needed to feed the beast. They needed to feed the, the upset public, the Twitter mob, um, all of the people enraged by what they visually saw, but casually consumed, because you know most of the people that were upset about this aren't really football fans; they're 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 passive football fans at best. Um, so that's what that's what I thought was very interesting is that they still made a move, but a move that suggests to me that that the system did work, and that they just picked a scapegoat. They got rid of the one individual to say that we did something, but they're going to continue on as they always have, because they believe in the system.
1: Yeah, you know what? One thing that no one has, I haven't heard anyone suggest, is uh, get rid of Thursday night football. Right. That's such a fast turnaround. You're not giving these guys enough rest. So they get a little nagging thing from Sunday, or they get a little dinger from Sunday. Now you come back on Thursday, and I mean, you're not really recovered quite yet. And that's something that you definitely would not hear Anyone from the NFL suggest or uh, get on the horn to say we gotta stop this, we gotta protect the players. No, they don't give a damn. Yeah, hey, it's about money.
0: <laughs> hey, Jeff Bezos, we've got this uh, because of player safety, yeah. we're we've kinda come, come to the conclusion Thursday. that we're gonna cancel Thursday Sorry. night football. Sorry yeah. about that, but you believe in player safety, right? This yeah. isn't just about money, right? This isn't <laughs> about selling merch. This isn't about, you know, giving promos for your your uh, Amazon video uh, uh, projects, right? This is this is about the safety of players yep. in a game, right? This isn't a television show that we are completely worried about rating or not worried about ratings celebrating ratings cuz the NFL's killing it. You know, like this this isn't a money pile, the money bag. This is this is just for a good kind-hearted sport of competition.
1: Yeah, it would be <laughs> hilarious just to watch them
0: squirm. But you know what? It's a great, it's a great point though. You know, like if you're legitimately worried about player safety, what you, you, you have games that are like, you don't even have a full week of rest and, and rejuvenation you you just jump right into the next you know uh you get a short week i mean they don't even do a dance with the scheduling to where it's like you do thursday night football but you have a bye afterwards right. or beforehand you know like there's no they don't even do that and and or you do monday night football and then uh, you, you you know what I mean? Like you you do after you do Thursday night. I I, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, not after you do Thursday night. That's ridiculous. Well, you, you know, it works out yeah. like the following, following right, week. Right.
2: Um, yeah. All the signs to this, this just, this is just telling me the NFL is doing what they can to save their own skin. Cause the NFL is really just waving the red flag on obviously this type of situations. And they have to do something proactive in order for them to say, okay, look, we're not going to tolerate this. Because in my eyes, I feel like the NFL mismanaged this whole situation. So even like what we saw you know, during the Bills, we see uh, Tua stand up and stumble. Um, obviously, the NFL concussion protocol refers that type of stumble as gross motor instability and requires an evaluation to determine the cause. So did they determine the cause or did they not? So if the NFL is... Is requiring some kind of protocol or some clearance there. So who who dropped the ball there? Regardless if it was a back injury, if it was a, if if this is what they're labeling it or if that's what it looks like, then someone had dropped the ball on the NFL. So someone is trying to clear clear face uh, as soon as that happened. Um, looking into Tua in the practice week, he was listed as DMP, so did not or uh, did not participate. Right, yeah. yeah. So t- Tuesday he actually did do some walkthroughs and then this was a, a, a to be determined upon whether he was going to play this game on Thursday or not. And they didn't make that decision until Thursday morning where they got what to, when they said, oh, do you feel comfortable? Is this something? Yeah. And he said, yes, of course. So I mean in my mind and then you get Rex Ryan out there which is um, everyone loves to hear Rex Ryan and what he has to say you get him up there obviously advocating for the NFL saying this is atrocious this should never happen but looking back in hindsight let's just say you know the Miami Dolphins go out there and he and he doesn't have an issue you know to the point of all your guys like so that he doesn't have an incident on Thursday he goes out there and he wins the game then no one's really going to be saying anything and everyone's going to be saying how great too is but yeah. unfortunately this bit them in the butt. And so they have to be proactive, save their own skin and say, okay, we're coming after the uh, athletic trainer. He's fired. He can no longer be here because the protocols weren't up to par.
0: Well, I mean, to me, this just saves. Yeah. This speaks to saving face. This, this, this actually tells me, that the protocols did work. I mean, they he was evaluated after that Buffalo situation. There was a conclusion that was made. He was cleared. Uh, Tua himself was ready. Uh, there was multiple people in the press during the press day prior to the game, you know, who interviewed Tua. They all said he seemed fine, you know, and and that this is just more or less a way to appease the Twitter mob. These are for the casual fans. That's what they did. They 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 sacrificed one individual of 3. You know, that tells you everything right there. One individual of 3 just to say that they did something opposed to having the balls to just stand up for the protocol that they have at hand that they already have in place and saying, "You know what? It works. I know visually it didn't seem nice. It didn't feel comfortable, but this is just bad luck." Uh, uh, two, two situations happen to the same individual in a row. Um, just, just like I said, bad luck, bad, bad fate, but, but, but it's not because of what you think it is. It's because, you know, the, the, the protocol, the, it actually does work.
1: Yeah. And Mr. You know, Tua is not Mr. Ironman out there. This guy's got a long history of injuries and, uh, he's been nicked up a lot, not only in the NFL, but in college. So he's going to be susceptible to injuries and concussions. He's just not one of those big built quarterbacks out there. He's, he's by uh, NFL quarterback standards, he's a smaller guy. So, you know, another question is going to come up is, is he built for the NFL? You know, he's a good quarterback when he's healthy, but can he stay healthy for a whole season? We haven't seen it yet. So if he, you know, that injury bug keeps biting him, uh, yeah, does, you're going to have to start asking questions about that.
2: Does the NFL have to revise their whole concussion protocol? You know, is it not... No, I don't think so.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think that they know that it works like, but they didn't stand up for it. They just, they just offered a scapegoat instead. Uh, And, and the other thing too, Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that, that Tua, he made bad, like nobody talked about this aspect in regards to the Cincinnati Bengals game. He held onto the ball way too long. He should have thrown that away. He was looking left. He was leading left. He saw there was nothing there and then he held on to the ball and he started to turn right and that's when he I mean at that moment he should have thrown it away but he held on to it and and that's when the uh, the Bengals uh, uh, guy got him and uh, slammed him to the ground uh, anyway it's it, to me it's just uh, empty you know uh, actions and platitudes and and you know it's just it's just out there for for the Twitter mob to say hey we did something and something for them to point to. Uh, but I doubt it's going to uh, change change much. Um, and arguably, I, we don't know that things need to be changed. All right, we let, let's move on. Uh, New York Yankees, Aaron Judge uh, is still sitting at sixty one as as we speak to you now. Um, but it was interesting the other night uh, against the Orioles in uh, in New York. Uh, apparently, um, Aaron Judge um, he on the anniversary of Roger Maris's sixty one home run. He uh, uh, stepped to the plate at the exact time Maris went deep. Um, that's that would have been a magical situation if if he uh, if he went yard that night to take the yeah. sixty two. I don't know was Roger Maris's ghost there uh, uh, denying <laughs> uh, the judge man? Yeah,
1: yeah. His home run pace has dramatically dropped off these last couple of weeks. So a little bit of pressure getting to him, all that extra media attention. I I still would expect him to to pass it but he's not getting up to like you know 68 69 or whatever his pace was before. He he might get 62 63 if he's lucky, but you know, it's it's getting down to the wire. There's there's a few games left and uh pitchers are not trying to serve him up meat either, which uh is nice. You know, there's some people out there like, "Oh, just throw him a strike, you know, just just serve one for him. Why?" Right. You know, he's got to earn it.
0: Right. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going against the Orioles, and then um, the the last series, I believe, is against the Texas Rangers, um, who uh, both teams completely out of it as far as the playoffs are concerned. So uh, would, if decided to serve him up, um, uh, would, would uh, not be affected, but I, you know, It kind of goes against – it's counterintuitive to the competitiveness of uh, the individual. Yeah,
1: plus no pitcher wants to be that highlight guy.
0: They don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Their name associated with that landmark. You see all those video replays and you're the guy out there. (laughs) Guys, I stay corrected. I
2: predicted Judge was going to come out there, hit a dinger, get the record at home against the Orioles, the bloody Orioles. They suck. You know who would have thought? But, I mean, what, today, Tuesday – uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you got three more games, Judge, to do it against the Texans on the road. And, you know, we'll see. We'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I hope he does it. But there, there is something kind of poetic and cool, too, about him just tying the record because right. they're both Yankees. I think right. that if uh, it was, uh, you know, if Judge was on a different team, then that wouldn't seem so poetic. But um, um, if if he if he stays at 61 and matches Roger Maris, I think that there's, uh, there's some beauty in that. All right, let's move on. Um... There is, uh, according to ESPN, the independent law firm hired by the Celtics to investigate Ime Udoka found the coach used crude language while speaking with a female subordinate prior to the start of an improper workplace relationship with the same woman. The language was apparently concerning enough given Udoka's position of power over the woman that it played a significant role in the decision to suspend him for the season. The power dynamic was the primary finding and policy violation cited in the law firm's report. So let me get this straight Boston Celtics. It's not necessarily, uh, him cheating on his longtime girlfriend, his fiance. It's not necessarily him fooling around with a staffer, staffer underneath him, it's the fact that he used crude language to the female that's uh, reported to him. Uh, does this like to me like has the NBA just completely lost their minds? Like, are they just they're they're just on a different world? Because I also too I thought I thought in equality, man. I thought uh, men and women were equal. Why why are they uh, uh, making such a point to say that it was a female subordinate and that almost is the hint. hint, hint you know, wink, wink. Reason uh, uh, for <laughs> their offense of him using the improper language.
1: Yeah, this is so stupid. So he's speaking crude with this woman, and apparently she liked it because yeah. then they started having a relationship <laughs> That's together. What so it's like, dirty. What's the problem? Yeah, talk di- <laughs> dirty to so me. Dirty things. Like, this, <laughs> this is a stupid, stupid excuse. <laughs> They're trying to to play the card of uh, you know his his crude language when it's just him fooling around with, didn't you say it was like one of the Celtics, like vice that's presidents That's the rumor. Or like that's that. the rumor. Apparently, allegedly. Apparently, allegedly. That's yeah. why he's gone. And they're, they're just drumming up something else to try and save face again that, uh, oh, it was, it was his inappropriate language. No, it wasn't. It was the, the inappropriate relationship. The guy's a piece of crap. So you get rid of them and just on the theme of sticking to your guns, come out and just say it and people will will be fine with it. Instead of playing all these games, Oh, we got independent lawyers coming out and, and researching. And this is what they found that he said some, something crude before. And then they, then they started their relationship. So <laughs>
0: layups aren't the only thing that I like to do in the paint. <laughs> you wanna so be my free throw hoe? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> oh
2: no! Yeah, this is this this story alone is getting. It, it came from worse. I just I don't know how how awkward and worse that this story could get, but. Um, God, I'm loving it. This is great. (laughs) I love to see Boston take, this is so (laughs) dumb. The dumbest thing that's hit the news for a very, very long time. Although we're starting to see it more, you know, know, on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, keep it coming. This is retarded.
1: Yeah. the, (laughs) The other thing is they still have them as suspended. Like, like yeah. you said last time, they're not going to bring him back. They're not going to fire him, him. Just grow some balls,
0: fire the guy. <laughs> exactly.
1: Give the reason and, and move on. You can't I'm sleep allegedly games. with
0: the VP's wife. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't do that, you know? Gosh. And the fact that you spoke dirty to her is the least, like yeah, you said, same. obviously it worked. The least of the infractions <laughs> here.
1: Yeah. She's like, oh, my husband doesn't do that. I like that. That's what I call <laughs> The slam dunk.
2: But it's because <laughs> of the words. It's because of the words <laughs> that put him in this situation.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, It's the whole agenda of, oh, he's a man in a position of power. And you can't use that power to take advantage of this poor, helpless woman. <laughs> she, uh, you know, we're all for equality, but no, a man in power can't talk down to a woman. But what is a woman? Oh, no, uh, I don't know. My brain's going to explode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're not. He's not coming back. They're not. They're not going to no. bring him back. All right. Well, let's move on to the NFL Week Four. But first, before we do that, we would like to invite you to join our agenda, the Sideline the Agenda, by subscribing to our podcast and giving us a five star review. Tell your friends about the show as well, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At sideline agenda sideline the agenda get off the sidelines and into the game NFL week four, man. A lot, a lot of stuff went down. A lot of surprises to me. Um, And then, of course, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I thought we did a pretty good job as far as predicting this Sunday. You know, a little pat on the back. Uh, Got a a couple of freezing cold takes uh, from yours truly here, but that's okay. You know, nothing wrong with stepping out and... uh, uh, making a prediction or two. Um, Let's start off with the uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, taking on the New Orleans Saints in merry old England at the uh, Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium. It was a very appropriate ending. I don't know if anybody, any of you guys actually got up early enough to watch the game. I, however, caught the, you know, the last, the fourth quarter myself, but it really did come down to uh, kicking the ball. <laughs> like <laughs> of how appropriate, you know? Oh, football! Yeah, the, the 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 soccer fans or the football fans over there were just just uh, loving it because it all of a sudden looked very familiar to them. Um, the it uh, the, the New Orleans Saints uh, kicker um check his name what's my um well, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now off the top of my head but anyways he he uh to tie the game cuz they were lose they were down 3 uh towards the tail end of uh, the fourth quarter um the uh, the Saints were were down 3 and he hit a 60 yard field goal to tie the game up um and it was quite amazing uh, Mil, uh, Will Will Lutz. Lutz yeah Will Lutz uh, quite the leg and, and everybody was wowed by that. They loved it. It was just like the most amazing thing. And then um, there was a couple minutes left. And then, of course, they uh, uh, kick off the ball to uh, to Kirk Cousins, who, who uh, you know, apparently, you know, if, if you're in England, you think uh, Kirk Cousins is like one of the greatest comeback quarterbacks in the NFL because he, you know, hits guy. Uh, he hits uh, Jefferson for like a 50 yard pass to put them in a field goal range. And then um, they uh, end up uh, kicking a field goal to be ahead three. And then there was like just 45 seconds left of the game. Um, And then actually Andy Dalton, who played the, uh, was the quarterback for the saints uh, because Winston was out, um, brought them down the field and then put them right in that 50 yard uh, uh, range again. Excuse me, on the fifty-yard line, fifty-yard line for a sixty-yard field goal attempt, and let's put it up. And it went slightly left. It pinged off of the uh, upright, and then it hit the bottom pole, and it bounced forward. So it did not go through. Uh, And with that, they were unable to tie the game. Minnesota Vikings win the game. So it was very appropriate that it all happened by the foot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> at the tail end, yeah, of that. double bar out, double bar out. Not seen that before, so that was uh that was interesting. Yeah,
1: it did come down to the, the penalty kicks,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? It came exactly. Down to the it kicks really, at the end of the game, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> the true. corner
1: kick hit the corner of the field goal. All right, moving on to Detroit. the next
2: factor was Andy Dalton. You know, yeah, yeah. Without Jameson he did have Wilson, the, a game. Yeah, that's they would have been skunked. Yeah. Finally, Kirk Cousins went after Jefferson, got him back in the game. That was nice to see. Yeah, it's
0: good to see Jefferson actually make an appearance. Um, so let's move on to Detroit. Uh, Detroit Lions taking on hosting the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and w- was this a story of just monster two juggernaut offenses meeting uh, for for the first time, or is this really a story of just 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 ragtag terrible defense <laughs> on both sides of the field, both both teams? Um, I don't know. Uh, do Gino the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks? Because you definitely do now. <laughs> no Geno now, Smith, yeah. man, putting up some numbers, uh, 320 yards for the day, two touchdown passes. Um, it, w- it was a uh, uh, quite quite the offense display,
1: and the epic quarterback duel of Geno Smith and Jared Goff. Oh yeah, they're torching defenses, forty-eight <laughs> to forty-five. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the highest highest scoring game of the season, I think, so far. Man, oh man, yeah, it's incredible! Epically bad defenses. Jared Goff had <laughs> three hundred
2: seventy-eight yards with four TDs.
1: Yeah. Gosh, they can't buy a win. I mean, as much points as they score, they just can't still pull one out at I, home. I'll tell you my
2: X Factor on this one to put the Seahawks above there is Rashad Penny, 151 yards on the on the ground two TDs, and then finally D.K. Metcalf got back in the game, 149 yards in the air.
0: Yeah, yeah. Metcalf, that's right. And uh, actually, Geno Smith, I mean, I, th- I mentioned they had two touchdown passes, but he actually, I believe, ran run the ball and ran the ball in as well for a touchdown, so three put- three touchdowns on the day. Geno Smith coming out, uh, a monster jam, man. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, the the tight end for the Detroit Lions, eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns himself. Um What, what a like it's uh, like a big 12 game, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No defense,
1: go out, score, score, score. Who's gonna score more?
0: (laughs) That's definitely uh, who was gonna score more, and it ended up being the Seahawks. Surprise, surprise. Um, so I mean, Seahawks looking at two and two. Are you surprised? I I know I am, man. I thought they're gonna be a doormat of the uh, NFC West for sure. Um, but uh, you know, 500 so far, I guess, I guess you'd take that, right? Okay, well, let's move on to uh, Pittsburgh um, hosting the uh, New York Jets. Uh, The Jets end up winning this game. Uh, I think all three of us picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to take. Uh, Jets won 24-20. Mitch Trubinsky taken out halfway through the match. um, And uh, rookie quarterback, uh, Kenny Pickett. Brought in uh, apparently looked pretty good, but uh, obviously didn't uh, didn't have enough in him to to, no to get it done. Yeah. Pick it through three picks. Pick is a pick
2: machine. We, I guess we could go ahead and say that. Although he does have Pickens where he can throw two, so there's too many picks going on over there. I don't know what's going on. Pick in
1: their nose.
0: Pick it to Pickens. They
2: should have won this game, guys. I, I don't know um, if they're just making the the leap over to the younger quarterback because Trubisky is literally crap he's but, trash yeah uh i don't blame them but uh they should, I, I they should I think, win this
0: game what do you guys think of this because i've never as you know been a big fan of bringing in a rookie period i don't care if you drafted him first round i don't care i think that it's worth the time for a quarterback to develop kind of v- watch observe and 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 get to know the game from the sideline i oh, yeah. think it's always been valuable um what do you think of this move as far as bringing in, in Pickett uh, and, and, and sitting Trebinsky? Cause here's the deal. Pittsburgh Steelers fans love you, but you weren't going to make the playoffs this year. This is a rebuild. Right. So why not let him, The Trebinsky still suck it up and do his thing, but give your young rookie quarterback the opportunity to further develop opposed to throwing him to the Lions right away. I feel like these guys don't ever really fully recover, like even a Jared Goff, you know, Goff has been mediocre and that he was brought in i think about what week 6 or 7 maybe yeah, uh, his first rookie half of the season yeah i know he had the the first half of the season to develop and sit under uh, um oh, uh, uh what's his name um the, the quarterback of yeah, i can uh, see his face i can't yeah. think his name off the top of my head <laughs> anyway right now. um it's, but uh he, he so he Keenum. wasn't yeah Keenum, casey Keenum. he wasn't thrown in right away but but he Probably would have even been better had he had that opportunity to to just sit out for the entire year. Anyway, that's that's I've always been puzzled by that move. Uh, am I off base with that uh, opinion and thought?
1: No, it's strange, especially in the second half like that. Like you you'd think if you're gonna put him in, you're gonna start him. But uh, I guess they've seen enough from Trubisky so far. You know, he only managed six points in the first half. They were down. So I guess they figured they couldn't get much worse, so might as well try the rookie, and and maybe he can lead you to a comeback. Um, but you know Pittsburgh had a lead, I, I believe, and and they couldn't hang on to yeah. it. So uh, like Kevin said, that probably a game they should have won, and you know maybe they should have stuck with their starter because yeah, it's really early in the season to be quarterback panicking already. But uh, surprising from Tomlin that that he would he would do that middle of the game um, with a rookie quarterback. So. Came back to bite him here.
0: Yeah, well, let's move on to uh New York. New York Giants beating the Chicago Bears uh 20 to 12. And the funny thing about this is Daniel Jones, man, coming through the gate, right? (laughs) He's 71 yards. (laughs) He was 8 and 13. Uh, but they still managed to make it happen. It helps to have that guy, that running back, Saquon Barkley, right? 156 yards. Um, 31 carries for the day Uh, just uh, the running game actually was what got it done. Uh, And of course their defense was able to keep uh, Justin Fields uh, you know uh, 174 yards passing Um, and of course their uh, their running game. Uh, you know Herbert seventy-seven yards, and uh, you know uh, Ebner uh, twenty. So uh, kept them under a hundred yards rushing. So that that'll definitely get it done against the Bears.
1: Yeah, Kevin called this one. If the Giants were going to win, Barkley was going to have to have a big game, and and he did. Because if he didn't, you know, it might have been a 12 12 game. And that, that, (laughs) yeah. And if you guys are
2: listening, you guys got to tune in. But that might have been the reason why Daniel Jones had so, you know, had really low numbers because they were, that was their game plan for today. Literally run it over. I
1: think Jones had a good amount of. Running yards as well, or I think he broke like a twenty-yard touchdown or something like that. He he ran in for one. So yeah, he did. Dude's, dude's been running for his life, so <laughs> might, as it, well might as well not run in the end drop him. <laughs> yeah, might as well not drop them back too much because uh, yeah, they don't have much protection. So yeah, <laughs> well, Bears Giants. It was just kind of a
2: who's <laughs> who sucks less. I guess we'll see <laughs> next week. I think the Giants take on the Dolphins, but Daniel Jones. It looked like they might have. Might be looking at his injured uh, ankle. Oh, okay. So we'll see. Interesting, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's move on to the AFC South and uh, division play as the Indianapolis Colts hosted the Sorry, Tennessee the Packers. Titans. Sorry, they play the Packers. Uh, no worries. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to Indianapolis, uh, 17 loses to the uh, Tennessee Titans 24-17. Uh, this is always just the funny thing about Matt. Matty ice is that the guy throws for 356 yards two touchdowns he threw one pick but he still ends up losing the game um I mean what's that all about uh oh garbage have, time yards garbage He's the time master yards. Of exactly that. <laughs> and and Jonathan Taylor held only 42 yards rushing uh meanwhile you had uh, the King Derek Henry um running for 114. yeah the I, the, I
1: this game went pretty much how I thought it was going to go. I thought Tennessee would would run the ball well, get a get a lead, and uh, just control the game. And you know, the Colts turned it over a couple times, fumble, inter, uh, interception. You you can't do that and uh, and win against a game uh, a team like the Titans that are going to run the ball and control the clock and and uh, pretty much play good defense. So yeah, some of those stats, you know, some of these people that just live and die by stats, they can be misleading. Um, but yeah, I, this game went pretty much like I thought I was
0: going to go. Yeah.
2: Matt Ryan continues to suck so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's right. He sucks so good. That's right. All right. Moving on to Houston. Uh, the Texans hosted the Los Angeles chargers and, uh, this game was supposed to be just a wipeout, which it was. I mean, if you watch the game, uh, it, I mean, chargers were definitely in charge, yeah uh, the entire uh, game but uh, they did kind of allow Houston to get back into it but Kevin you called this one with his uh, as far as an Austin Eckler show is concerned yeah. uh, 60 yards but uh, two touchdowns for uh, for Austin yeah
2: yeah Austin had a big game I think he might have had another one too in the air in the year yeah, yeah so three yeah. total so three total three yeah. total excuse th- me you called that
0: you called the he three did. total
2: and and this is the, I mean if we're calling this guys I mean they should know this as well you know uh, so it's not surprising Herbert had a pretty decent day as well but this was guys this is another game they should have won right
0: oh easily absolutely yeah. and 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 the Houston Texans just continue to be trash at oh three and one
1: yeah this was like you said it was a blowout it was like twenty seven to seven at one point and uh, you know they just kind of just didn't put the game away. The Chargers have been notorious for that. So that's something they got to figure out as the season goes on. Because it got to within three points at one time, and the Chargers had to come out and, and make a uh, a big drive to put the game away at the end, which they did. They had to convert. I think it was a fourth and one or two. And they converted to, uh, Kevin called it, old Eckler over there. And uh, that really sealed up the game. But way closer than it should have been. Uh, but that's the NFL for you. You know, it's most teams aren't really put away until – uh the game's over. <laughs> A lot of comebacks. We've
0: been seeing it all, all year. That's true. Uh Cleveland Browns lose to the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta 23-20, leaving both teams at two and two. Uh kind of surprised by this one. I thought that the Cleveland Browns were gonna win this game handsomely, but uh did not. Um Jacoby Brissett, you know, 234 yards. He did throw one pick. Uh seemingly the the rushing game. Um, with Nick Chubb at 118 yards with a touchdown, and and Kareem Hunt with only 49 yards, uh, maybe didn't produce as much as, as normal. But uh, I was just kind of surprised to see that the Falcons uh, pulled this one out. Yeah, I thought this game was going to be pretty close. I thought the score would have been reversed.
1: I thought Cleveland was still going to win it, but uh, they they struggled early in the game a little bit. They they had a uh, turnover on downs. They had a fumble. And then the interception came late, so they, they couldn't quite come back in and complete the comebacks. But, uh, you know, Atlanta, they've been hanging in games, and they were able to pull this one out.
2: Yeah, I was expecting a little more from Cream Hunt. Obviously, they went away from him, so that's bad news Bears over there for, or excuse me, bad news Browns over there in Cleveland. Um, and Joku, his fumble was pretty costly, and then again, like you say, Chris, that pick. But, um, yeah, Browns need to get this game. There's really no excuse to lose to the Falcons, although you just did.
1: <laughs> yeah chubb had a big game 118 yards and you thought with that recipe they they would have pulled it out but you no know, those those turnovers will they'll, they'll get you
0: well let's move on to the nfc east uh and uh as we know uh the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, the only undefeated team now in the NFL but before we get to that let's talk about the division game between the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys Dallas on top 3 and 1 now 25-10 and along with those previously mentioned Philadelphia Eagles the only other undefeated individual is Cooper Rush <laughs> How about how about them quarterback controversies <laughs> Yeah he
1: keeps keeps winning like this they're they're going to have a huge controversy but a uh, credit to I mean it is it is the Commanders so I don't know how much credit you want to give but credit to Dallas's defense they've been playing pretty well pretty much all season and uh with that paired with the Cowboys running the ball because they're not just going to be dropping back, throwing all over the place because they don't have Dak, which is great for them. Uh, this is a, a good recipe for them that they can continue to to string some wins together. But this game went pretty much like I thought it was going to go. Wentz wasn't going to have time to do much. And uh, they may have broke that old white jersey curse that they've, they've been playing under for a while. Possibly.
2: <laughs> I definitely feel like I put my foot in my mouth on this one. <laughs> But I thought that I was watching the Steelers junior out there with their the, with their with their <laughs> yeah, uniforms. Commanders yeah, they had they the
1: black lame. uniforms. Don't
2: understand line. why Carson Wentz just does not want to throw the ball to Terry McLaurin. He's your best receiver on the field, and you're only throwing him to it. You know, only throwing to him. You know, twice. He's only got two receptions. It's just that's not using your playmakers, and you're not going to win games that way. It's not surprising that you lost. I love the the shot where Dak Prescott sits right next to Cooper Rush at the end of the game when they knew the Cowboys are going to win this game, and. The awkward interaction that they had there. It, I am not <laughs> pulling Cooper Rush from from starting any game until he loses. That's for sure. So no. whether Dak is back or not, I don't care. I'm sticking this out with Cooper Rush. Cooper that Rush. Cowboys
0: need to keep riding that horse. Yeah, Cooper Rush had 223 yards in the air and uh, two touchdown passes, so uh, not too shabby. Well, as I mentioned before, the Philadelphia Eagles still win or lossless. Uh, undefeated, uh, they hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars and beat them 29, 21, uh, as expected, in my opinion, um, I think Philadelphia, they're legit this year, but I I was, I was impressed, um, by Jacksonville, uh, Trevor Lawrence had a bit of a crappy game, but he still threw two touchdowns. Um, and uh, I I see a lot of positivity in Jacksonville. I I don't know that they're quite there yet, but they're, they're, they're rolling. They're coming up. Yeah. They
1: kind of showed you both sides of, of their game today. They showed you all the promise, uh, that that's coming all the talent, uh, they got out to a quick 14, nothing lead. Um, but then they also showed you their, their youth, their inexperience and, um, some of their susceptibility out there when the Eagles came right back and had a twenty to nothing quarter and and took command of the game and uh, Jacksonville wasn't quite able to come back and do enough to to get back into it. Um, so it was it was a good game to see kind of where both teams are at. Philadelphia is definitely legit; they look great, uh, especially getting down like that. You know they were at home, so you'd expect them to come back, but for them to come back the way they did is is impressive. Uh, so you think Jacksonville's going to? Probably only just continue to get better as the season goes on, uh, but Phillies they're looking good. Have a game, Miles
2: Sanders. Wow, he was the X factor in this one. I I was truly impressed with his production out on the field. Two, two, two touchdowns, hundred thirty four yards. But um, obviously AJ Brown looks great too. But I do want to point out, and I'm kind of leaning towards you, Scott. I agree with you that this connection is just going to get better and better with the Jaguars, guys. He's dealing, uh, you know, uh, uh what's this, uh. Lawrence, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is dealing with his, his ex team member, you know, from Clemson, uh, with NTN junior. I think that's a, that's going to be a pretty dangerous collaboration. And, yeah. the Jacks just might get their division.
0: Yeah, they're definitely on the rise, and that's what I was thinking. That as far as the divisions concerned, I mean, we, we, we—I'm off the Colts bandwagon for sure. Yeah, Tennessee Titans—they just seem wishy-washy to me. It's like sometimes they seem like they're they're there, they're it, and then sometimes not so much. So
1: yeah, Lawrence just needs to get his consistency up a little bit. I mean, he's at like a fifty percent completion rate in this game. You you can't do that against good teams and wins. But so he he shows you both. He shows you the the greatness. And then also that he's still got a little bit more to learn, but yeah, we'll see how this season goes.
0: All right, moving to Baltimore, where we were uh, promising some quarterback jazz. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens uh, hosted the uh, Buffalo Bills. Everybody, uh, look into this game for as far as uh, uh, AFC power ranking is concerned. And the Bills squeaked this one out on the road, twenty-three uh, twenty. What do you think? Did we see that quarterback jazz, or was this more kind of like a quarterback dud? Yeah, we got the Jazz all right,
1: but not in this game. It was old Geno Smith and Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, those
0: were the kind of numbers I was expecting for this game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, man, first half I was looking like a genius. I was saying that uh, you know the Ravens were going to take this one, and, right. and Jackson was going to have a, a good game because he was going to put the Bills defense back on their heels. But uh, second half, uh, goal goose egg. You can't go scoreless in the second half and win a lot of games in the NFL. They, they gave the Bills the opportunity to come back, and they did. And a huge fourth down stop for the Bills uh, against the Ravens. Not only a stop, but a turnover. And that's that's kind of a pass you can't throw there, Jackson. You can't just loft one up. He's better off either taking a sack or trying to to run for it. 'Cause uh, if you could throw that out of the end zone, then they get the ball back, sure, but they're on like the two yard line as opposed to the twenty. So that that was a big gaff uh, towards the end of the game there. But we, we knew it was gonna be a hard fought game and probably come down to the wire, which which it did. You gotta credit Allen for going on that game winning drive like that. Either one of those quarterbacks in that situation, you probably thought they would go on a game winning drive. Um but yeah you think with one of those teams having a big lead like that that they would put the game away but obviously not
2: yeah this game was missing some fireworks huh we were anticipating some some heavy heavy some heavyweights just throwing some blows but uh I I don't think that this was too far off from our prediction from last week. I think that these two quarterbacks produced and did exactly what we they said they were we they were going to do. Um they were going to, you know, throw the ball but also they're both leading their their teams yeah. in rushing for the for the game and it really literally came down to the wire like what Chris was saying obviously that that Interception late in the game—that that's what cost them. Um, Ravens looking like they were handling this game looked like they were going to take the victory. Threw it into what double coverage it was. Yeah, it's just a terrible decision. Um, Probably should have trusted your legs in that situation if you could have and.
0: But it was a good game. They'll they'll meet again in the playoffs. Yeah, it's like two quarterbacks looking across the aisle with the uh, "anything you can do, I can do better" attitude. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson both rushing in the in the seventy yards range. So, uh, um, uh, Mon- oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Like a Nike I'm commercial. Gonna, like yeah, uh, I'm gonna myself at it. All right, moving on. We're gonna go to Carolina. The Carolina Panthers uh, hosting the Arizona Cardinals, and the Panthers lose this one, uh, 26-16, uh, despite some of our best guests. No, I I did. You called it. Ab, yeah. Arizona picked on this one um, on the nose. Yeah, you said the
1: second half they were gonna take
0: it. Yeah. Uh, the home team uh, uh, dropped the ball. Baker Mayfield seems to be uh, on brand now, officially, uh, and uh, Mayfield sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 completely what does. we predicted. <laughs> Mayfield right. sucks, and McCaffrey
2: was lousy on the game in the on the ground. He did score a touchdown in the air, but on the ground, twenty seven yards. That's exactly what we said. If he's we said if he's gonna come out and run this this defense over, then he would be the X Factor, possibly lead sorry, Mayfield to a victory, but they you know, Mayfield just got exposed again and you know it's not a surprise. Cardinals
1: stick to Yeah, surprise. the Cardinals. I mean, if they maybe they need to go and like play a half, uh, like in the parking lot or something, and then come out and start the game, because <laughs> their second halves have been great. They, they score a grand total of three points in the first half. They're down <laughs> 10 to three. and then in the second half they they outscore them what 24 or 23 to, to 6. So, yeah, the second yeah. half offense has been great for Arizona. So, yeah, they, they need to get a, a warm-up Yeah, else that's a good tactic. <laughs> so a, little, a little pick
0: pickup game in the uh, parking lot uh, uh, b- before, the, before the show. Uh, all right, let's move to uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders, um, they uh, hosted the Denver Broncos, uh, giving me a nice cold freezing take uh, and beating the Denver Broncos 32-23 uh what do you think are as far as the AFC West are they back in contention with their first win of the season are they back in the conversation as far as being a legitimate contender within that AFC West division
1: Uh, I don't think so I I think both teams show that they've got a lot of flaws I, I thought the Raiders would come out and win this one and score some points uh but the Broncos were massively overrated coming in and as were the Raiders you yeah, know, there's still a lot of season left. So I would expect both teams to probably still hover around the 500 mark, but no, I don't think either team show that they're going to be, you know, the, the top of that division. I saw a
2: hilarious. I think you guys probably saw it too. I saw a hilarious hilarious uh, like clip. I think it was a commercial where they were talking about Raider greats, right? All the ra- great, great, yeah, uh, Raider quarterbacks, and they classified Derek Carr as
0: one <laughs> of them. In, in, they <laughs> have the nerve to put him in that commercial. This
2: guy sucks. I don't <laughs> understand. I I get it. They made the playoffs last week uh, last year. Great, but I mean, he, no touchdowns. He he was yeah, you know, no touchdowns today. Yep. He didn't make good decisions the other day. You know, and. You know, Josh Jacobs, without Josh Jacobs' effort out there, scoring two touchdowns, 144 yards, which we did talk about this last week. We did say that he is a thoroughbred out there. He is the workhorse. You give him the ball, he'll probably lead you to the victories other than Derek Carr. And yeah, we mean, did yeah. have a
1: Devontae Adams sighting today. They finally started to, to try and force the ball to him a little bit. Nine catches, 101 yards, uh, 13 targets.
0: So They had to do they, that. They
1: got to You paid him all this money, you
0: got to get him involved. I mean, I think if he went for another 30-yard receiving game, he would have lost his mind. Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure.
1: And to Russell Wilson's credit, he finally scored more than one touchdown. He got two touchdowns today. Wow.
0: <laughs> Good for him. That's yeah. that's championship caliber football.
1: It's <laughs> only so getting paid two hundred and thirty million dollars, you know.
0: Yeah, Derek Carr throwing for hundred and eighty eight yards, your middle name should be used. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, All right, guy. let's move to Green Bay where they uh, hosted the uh, New England Patriots and this game surprisingly enough went to overtime yeah. and the Packers and discount double check Rodgers squeaked this one out uh 27-24. What is going on in Green Bay? I think this was a case of a little bit of a uh,
1: uh taking your your opponent for granted. Uh they got their their backup quarterback in there. The Patriots are not what they once were. Packers have been coming off several wins in a row. They're, they're feeling like they got this one. And then the other team comes out and and they're ready and they're, they're up there and they're going and they're, they're ready to play. And you're like, Oh damn, we, we got a game on our hands. And uh, you know, they were able to pull it out, but they were down a couple times. times. Uh, so, you know, the NFL, you can never take anyone for granted, but Packers did what they had to do eventually. And, and they did pull out the win, which is all that really matters to
0: them.
2: What a crazy game. Brian Hoyer goes down with a concussion. then they put in the, the, the second or the, you know, third string quarterback or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, ba-
0: Bailey's Zappé. Zappé. Yeah. Like <laughs> Z- Z-
2: kind of hung Zappé. in the game, but then, you know, the Packers seemingly, uh, would, would go down to answer back. I mean, Rogers had a decent day, but you know, Aaron Jones had a good day and then Lazar yeah. had a decent day, but, Um, the Packers, they don't look the same. I don't know. What do you guys think out of the East or NL or
0: no? I mean, this is tough because like we talked about last week, he's a very young team. He's got a young, wide receiving squad. Um, they they obviously have not found their chemistry yet. Uh, it's hard for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he, they're going to figure it out. He's going to will it. Uh, uh he he's got the uh, the intensity. I don't know if you saw the clip where he's just like, did you take the fucking ball." <laughs> 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 so there's obviously some frustration on his end. But you know, 251 yards today, two touchdowns. He did throw one pick. Like you're saying, Kevin, Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones, excuse me, rolling with 110 yards rushing. Uh. A Dylan also 73 like they put up numbers that does not communicate barely winning in overtime at 27-24. Right. Um it you 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 look at the you look at the layout of the game and like they just didn't really start to turn it on until the second half. Um, right. so live by die by sometimes. If that yep. if that ends up being your bag like the Phoenix Cardinals you're going to lose a lot of games, but if if that's just an occasional situation that happens uh, you know, that might be enough to pull, you know, periodically a game here, a game there out like this, especially against a, a New England Patriots squad that seems to just kind of be a shadow of itself.
1: Yeah, the Patriots, are at least defensively, they're always going to be they'll be OK. You know, they won't make too many mistakes, so they'll be able to hang in some games. But uh, this one, no, the offense kind of went out there, got a lead a couple of times and yeah. And you know, the Packers, they just had more talent.
0: And let's move on to Tampa Bay as the old man takes on the young man, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs head into Tampa Bay and uh, have a bit of a statement win last night as uh, they beat the Buccaneers and Tom Brady 41 to 31. Woo! I mean, this was what are you thinking? Our resident Kansas City Chiefs okay. fan, Kevin. Sticking with the heart, right? Uh, so we talked about this a little bit last episode
2: good win. Wow, yeah. that was a great win. Uh this is exactly what we wanted to see out of two of the, probably the top leaders as far as the quarterback position. Uh Mahomes looked great, uh 249 yards. Tom Brady not bad as well, 360 or excuse me, 385 yards. Yeah, a lot of yards. Yeah. And I will say uh you know, Kelsey coming out, he he obviously had a good first half. Uh I felt like we saw this all before it got to the second half um, halftime score, I believe was 17 to 28 where uh, the bucks were losing by 11. And then they pull up this stat yeah. that Tom Brady has come back from that deficit seven times before in wow. his career. So that kind of was like, Oh, we've seen this all before. Right. We were anticipating the the climb back into the game, a couple calls, right. A couple uh, momentum shifts going straight into the home field advantage where the Bucs can get back into the game and potentially maybe come up with a win somehow, some way. But surprisingly enough, the Chiefs hang on. Um, I think the X factor in the game was Leonard Frenette uh, with negative three yards for the game. And I think that that's why Tom Brady had so much on the in the air. Not only that, but they're obviously playing from behind, so we're running, uh, running the ball too much. But, yeah,
1: good win for the Chiefs. Yeah, it was a huge win. Um, the Bucs, their defense has been winning them the games that they've they played in so far this year. So it was very impressive to see the Chiefs go in there and put up 41 on them on the road, especially after their last showing where they were kind of struggling against the Colts. So they really, really needed to turn it around and go in there and have a good showing, which they did. And yeah, that, that, I mean, it almost was like a role reversal with what the Chiefs have been kind of lacking this year in the run game. The, the Chiefs went out there and they, they ran it very effectively. Especially towards the end of the game when they needed to, and the Buccaneers negative three yards running for Fournette—that's just pathetic. I mean, they're not going to win games just relying on Brady, even though Brady had numbers-wise had a great game. But you gotta you gotta have more of a balanced attack. And uh, 385 yards—probably a hundred of those were kind of in garbage time, where they're kind of conceding some of these possession, these these catches to just let clock to continue to run. Um, but 39 completions, 52 attempts. <laughs> Fournette had three carries for a minus three. That's just, that's just bad. Um, so yeah, great sign for the Chiefs, the Buccaneers. Uh, that's not a good sign that they can't run the ball and that their defense is, um, uh, pretty porous like it was, especially since their front line is supposed to be able to shut down the opposing run game. So, um, you know, I, I still think both teams are gonna be kind of in it towards the end. Their uh, Buccaneers potentially could just be getting more healthy as the season goes on, but right now they're kind of banged up. Uh but yeah, the Chiefs went in there, just put a beating on them. I mean, right away with the turnover, uh, first thing off and the and the kickoff kind of changed the the outlook the of the game a little yeah. bit. Uh, cause the Chiefs got up quickly seven and nothing. Um, and and the bucks could just never recover from that uh,
0: the wide receivers for the Buccaneers um, in theory at least we're all we're all healthy and, and the, the Mike Evans was there obviously a big factor tonight also had uh, Chris Godwin and then of course um, uh, Julio Jones as well. So so on paper at first going into this it was like, oh my goodness, Brady's going to put on a clinic. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness to Brady, he certainly did it in regards to, you know, throwing 385 yards and three touchdowns. But nonetheless, that wasn't quite the X factor that we were expecting it to be.
1: Yeah, he was able to throw it up to Evans a few times like we predicted, but those other guys, they they didn't really do much. Julio was pretty much a no show. I don't think he's anywhere near 7 where yards he, where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, one reception, 7 yards. Uh, Godwin was kind of just toughing it out
0: out there. So if it wasn't Evans, it wasn't doing much for Brady. So with that, the Kansas city chiefs three and one on the season so far. And of course the Buccaneers are two and two, uh, real quick, let's move to Monday night. uh, A little uh, preview, if you will, tonight, the, uh, Los Angeles Rams are Los Angeles Rams take on the San Francisco 49ers, This is always a matchup that scares the heck out of me as a Rams fan. I know that the 49ers just always seem to have what it takes to uh, upset the Rams. Um, The spread isn't very large for this game. Um, uh, Plus 1.5 for the LA Rams, uh, which is, um, you know, uh, not a lot. But uh, nonetheless, I expect the Los Angeles Rams to go head up north and uh, handle this game easily. They should, in theory, especially with, uh, um, you know, the the, the injuries that uh, have been floating around uh, the 49ers. But nonetheless, uh, especially with them losing their starting quarterback, Trey Lance, and their B-slot quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Brian. And they're, in essence, the same team they were last year.
1: Yeah, pretty much. This is going to be always a tough matchup. The 49ers always play the Rams really well. You know, the Rams, first time they beat them in like two years was uh, uh, last year in the playoffs. So I would expect the 49ers to come out there and and put on a good game. We haven't really seen a good complete game from the Rams yet. So if if we get a good game for the Rams, they should absolutely win this one uh, handily. Uh, But they've just been kind of like still finding themselves, it seems like, the offense and uh, the defense playing that off coverage that they do. kind of lets teams get going with uh, a little bit of a rhythm. So hopefully they'll play a little more press. And and if they can just stop the run and make Garoppolo beat them, yeah, I really like the Rams' chances.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy that the Rams are actually the underdogs in this. Uh, To me, I feel like they're the favorites for sure. Um, It's going to be obviously a division play. So obviously you know that this is going to be great competition. Uh, Stafford needs to come out and obviously not turn the ball over. Right. Uh, he's got five interceptions on the year full, with four touchdowns, so that's kind of been what's been plaguing him. Uh, other than that, he can get the ball down the field. That's for sure. He's proven that. And if he can get the uh, the ball in his in his playmakers' hands, then you know the Rams should have you know the upper hand and getting this one out. Yeah,
1: the key is going to be the run game for the Rams. Like it, it seems to always be if they can run effectively they can play action off of that and Stafford will get a little more time because it's going to be that battle up front in that first quarter that I think kind of de- decides the game on I both think, sides.
2: I, and, and also just to add on too, I think that the Rams' defense, if they can come out and, and, and stiffen up a little bit, I know that they have some injuries at the cornerback position. I know that uh, uh, Long Jr., I think he's hurt. He's He was a crucial uh, uh, player in that defense. So if they can stiffen up, obviously, and you know get to Garoppolo, then – there should be no reason why Rams don't come on top.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one for sure. It always is in this division matchup, dare I say rivalry. Uh, and of course that's coming up tonight for Monday night football. And that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us on sideline. The agenda, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast product. And you can join us on Twitter at sideline agenda. My name's Scott, that's Kevin, and that's Chris, and this is Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.